Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now, obviously, uh, it's going to sound a little different going into this one, recording it on a phone uh, with some pretty average headphones. So, obviously, going to sound a little bit different going into this one. Um, but we're going to get straight into it. Obviously, not in the studio, so I won't be able to use uh, the proper equipment here for the next few days. Uh, so, just going with what I have. Jeez, what about these Sunday games? Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we had the Bulldogs and we had the West Tigers. Uh, both teams in each other's face to start this game. Very, very aggressive in defense, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, look, a very, very tight game at the back end of it. Obviously, it looked like a Bulldogs masterclass at the start. Obviously, some pretty big performances from guys like Matt Burton, uh, who had an absolutely, uh, he had a sick game in this one for me, an absolutely sick game. Uh, obviously, carrying a little bit of a groin injury going into this one, uh, but he was phenomenal for me. Um, yeah, really slick hands, like was taking the line on as well. They almost changed their style of play going into this one. I was taking the line on a little bit more. Uh, looked super, super dangerous. Coming off the back of Kikau and then Kikau coming off the back of him as well. Uh, really liked how adventurous they were in attack. It was really, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, look, they're playing some really loose, exciting footy to get the win here over the Tigers. Uh, they scored in the first five minutes through, uh, obviously, Kikau with a beautiful offload to Perham. Now, obviously, I've discussed this about the Bulldogs, uh, I think, about a few weeks ago. Uh, they've got Peter Breen in there, and he has been doing some awesome work uh, with the players for the Bulldogs. He's been doing a super good job with them, uh, working on their passing, kicking, and particularly their offloading skills. Uh, he did the same thing at Melbourne, <clears throat> sorry, with guys uh, like Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes. He's done a lot of those things with those guys, um, and he's done a terrific job uh, with a few systems now, particularly... Uh, with the Bulldogs going into this year, uh, really working on, as I said, passing, kicking, and that offloading. And um, you would have totally noticed that uh, a different sort of style of their offload as well, rather than, um, you know, going and just chucking the ball, flicking it out the back and whatnot, you know, getting in front of the player that that is tackling you, getting around them, and then reaching out uh, and throwing the offload that way. Um, you would have seen it in their style of play. If you watch the game, you would definitely know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, look, they looked super dangerous, uh, offlo offloading the footy a lot, which was awesome, uh, and it really kept them on the front foot. It kept the game with a sort of a fast pace. Uh, so they scored in the first five minutes. Perham, uh, I thought that he was great. He was catching the footy out on obviously those hot conditions uh, with the sun beaming right on his face as well. Um, so yeah, look, I'm really impressed with Perham over the past few weeks, particularly after that All-Stars game. Uh, he's just improved since he's come uh, into the NRL. I thought that he's really improved uh, over the past few weeks. And in this game, it's really shown. I thought they came in, especially in the first 40, and really just... Uh, it looked way more confident than they have uh, than obviously in weeks prior when they haven't looked so confident. Uh, Reid Marnie as well out of dummy half was great. Uh, he was even kicking on last tackle in some plays as well, really getting involved almost like a second 5-8 in that hooking role, uh, which is going to be really dangerous going into the year if they get used to that sort of playing style. Uh, but I thought it was really cool. Alan Motti, fuck, he had a big game and, and particularly starting off with that intercept. Uh, to pass to Adokar for that try. It really uh, took the momentum right out of the Tigers, particularly when they started to look a bit better. Uh, their passing game was starting to come into fruition, the, the West Tigers. 
that really started to get on the front foot through Adam Dewey, who I think also had a pretty strong game for the West Tigers in the losing side and was really trying to get this team back into the game. Um, yeah, look, I mean, they were really starting to get the momentum here. Dewey throws a pass, uh, gets picked off by Alan Motti, uh, and fuck, he's fast in space as well. For such a big body, the 19-year-old, uh, super fast in space, gives it to Ado Car to finish off, but yeah, super dangerous in space. And, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, that combination, it could be absolutely anything. So uh, super excited to see how that combo goes uh, for the Bulldogs. Uh, that left edge is absolutely, it just could be anything, along with Burton and, and Viliami Kikau as well, could be absolutely anything once they get used to each other there. Um, look, Abby Coruscant, I thought that it wasn't one of his better nights. Uh, he also, it was hard for him to look good when the, when the side just wasn't uh, getting momentum. Uh, usually he's used to that, uh, Penrith pack that's always on the front foot in every stage of the game uh, and it's just easier to get you know those scoots and, and pull off all of those big plays whereas in this West Tigers side uh, they were having an off game and obviously that meant that he couldn't really get on the front foot uh, and look there was no um, you know backup play from him at all there was no one coming beside him or running with him uh, so he could get an offload out for a try uh, he was in a really really good spot to score a try there was just no support play uh, for Abby Corris out which was quite um, disappointing there um, from the West Tigers and, and look I think that theme was sort of evident throughout the entirety of the game to be honest there was just no sort of effort no discipline in any stage of that game for the West Tigers only Maybe I would say between the 50th and 60th minute when the, when the West Tigers were actually starting to look really, really good. But, you know, by the 70th, 75th minute, they had really given up the West Tigers and their discipline just went out the window. Uh, you know, their urgency, um, their willingness to try and get back in this game by any stretch, it literally just went out the window. And particularly when, you know, Charlie Staines was even getting on a roll there. Brendan Wakem, when he came on the field, I thought that things really did change for the West Tigers. When he came on the field, they scored their four tries. So, I mean, he definitely changed the pace of the game, which was really interesting to see. Um, yeah, look, Max King passing to the ground. I think Bulldogs, they, they gave the West Tigers a shit ton of opportunities with how good the Bulldogs did play. Their forwards, Max King, Ryan Sutton, they gave the West Tigers a lot of opportunities with errors, whether it was a knock-on, a pass to the ground, uh, an offload that didn't go uh, off correctly. Um, they gave the West Tigers a shit ton of opportunities and they really didn't pounce on those opportunities and score tries. Um, the only opportunity that they did pounce on was actually through Brett Naden when he scored that intercept try. Uh, and then obviously they started to get a bit more momentum than Burton. Um, you know, the, the Bulldogs defense was, was super solid and it shut them down again. The Bulldogs defense is something we've also got to credit here because uh, it was sensational going into this game. The Bulldogs defense, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it looks like silly efforts just causing errors. Errors, as we said before, the sudden flick pass, Preston offload to the sideline as well, uh, and he sees him putting his hand into touch. Uh, just forcing unnecessary plays is something that's really going to let uh, the Bulldogs down this year if they are, you know, to get into a bit of a slump. But look, other than that, the Bulldogs look fantastic, uh, and especially that left edge, especially that second try that Alamotti set up for Adokar, where it was Adokar, then Alamotti, then Adokar, then Alamotti, and then back to Adokar for that try, a long field effort. Uh, look, just like backyard footy down the sideline, and, and the West Tigers just, just had no answers for it. 
and we go back to those effort areas, that discipline, you know, trying to get back in games. They literally gave up by about the 65th to 70th minute. There was just no effort. Um, like, and and they, they were good when they were on the front foot and then all of a sudden when they weren't, it was just like, what's the point? Uh, which is, I think, a mentality that they really do have to change going into next week. Um, I think they do, I do have a quite a tough opponent. I will have to check that one. Um, but yeah, look, that's definitely a mentality that they'll have to change and, and just get a bit of discipline going into next week as well as something that they really do have to focus on. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just so it's just so silly, and particularly with a side that has so much potential. I mean, they've got a halves pairing of Luke Brooks and Adam Dewey. They've got Api Corosia, the, the, the hooker that won the comp last year at nine. Uh, they've got Isaiah Papali'i, who will return soon, uh, with John Bateman in the back row. Funny enough, they actually moved John Bateman to lock during this game as well. So very interested to see if he ends up at lock uh, over the next few weeks. I'm very keen to see if Offerhan Gowie moves back to 13 as well. Uh, they've really got to try something. Um, or maybe just go back to what they had last year as well. I mean, just having, obviously, other than Apicorosau and obviously their new recruits, uh, you know, Luke Brooks at seven, Adam Dewey at six, uh, and then Corosau at nine, and then Offerhan Gowie at 13 with Bateman uh, and Pappy on the edges. I reckon that's going to work for them best. Particularly when you've got two really good defensively back rowers with uh, a smaller half in, obviously, Luke Brooks. doesn't matter what side you put these two back rowers on. Uh, they just need them next to Luke Brooks. I think that's the best thing um, for this West Tigers outfit. And to be honest, I think that with moving Bateman to the middle, it actually gave um, that left edge a bit of spark, to be honest. It sort of made that left edge pop, pop off a little bit more. Gave Alamotti a lot more chances to make breaks and set up at Ocar. Um, obviously, because they didn't have that defensive back rower and it was just not good on Luke Brooks. It wasn't good on Luke Brooks at all. It made Luke Brooks uh, look quite soft in defense, uh, which we all know he isn't for a smaller guy. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, Al- Alamotti looks super dangerous. The 19-year-old, he, he definitely deserves a big rap here because he was fantastic in this game. Uh, but yeah, I think the thing that led the West Tigers down in this one was those effort areas. Uh, Adokar, two, two tries in 30 minutes, which was fantastic. Um, the Burton and Bomb, but obviously uh, Reid Marnie got called offside. It was quite unfortunate. They were going to score off that as well. And um, yeah, I mean, it was probably one of the only big bombs that Burton had kicked in that game, obviously carrying that groin injury. Um but yeah, look, I mean, it would have been great to see them sort of pull that one off. And I think that's something they do have to work on going into the next week. Um, yeah, Tigers in ill-disciplined, as we talked about before. Um, Bert, Bateman, Bateman, we talked about him going into 13. He was sort of going from edge to edge as well. They were moving him around a lot in this game. And that inconsistency in defense as well was something that I think also sort of gave the uh, the Bulldogs a bit of momentum in this one. Uh, it was 20-6 to six at halftime. And I mean, for the West Tigers, we, we talked down about the West Tigers for a bit bit now, but uh, for them to sort of, uh, I guess, come back in this game and find that tenacity to sort of uh, pull themselves back into this game, I thought was quite good. Uh, but yeah, as I said, by about the 65th to 70th minute, there was just no effort at all. Uh, but, you know, to start off the second half, and or maybe I'd say 45 to 50 minutes in, the Tigers come out in the second half. They put in a bit more effort. Um, the Dogs definitely came into the second half hungry as well. Uh, and Marnie's kicking game was definitely evident in that, uh, how good his kicking game was in this one. 
Uh, but the Tigers look shocking to start, I think, with a bit more ill-discipline. Uh, but as soon as, as I said, Wakem comes on in that 40, 45th to 50th minute, um, yeah, the momentum changed. They scored three tries, uh, and they looked a lot better, a lot sharper. Um, and I think the mistake also that the West Tigers made against um, you know, the Bulldogs was they were just so unorganized with their set plays. There was no structure to their plays at all. It was just pass it to whoever's good on the field and, and they'll, they'll make something happen. And I think, you know, while it is good to have a, something different in the, in the set plays uh, that isn't your set plays that obviously will catch the opposition off guard, you've got to stick back to your set plays as well. There's got to be some form of structure uh, in games. Otherwise, you just look, you just look like headless chickens out there. And it's sort of what the West Tigers did look like for some stages in that game. Uh, look, Burton, yeah, as we said before, I thought he had a really, really strong performance in this one. Uh, he set up a few tries and, and just his support play, uh, backing up Kikau and, and running straight through, um, obviously, that West Tigers defense on that right-hand side, on their right-hand side um, for a try was unreal. Um, so yeah, Burton had a blinder in this one. Uh, Brooks try gets the Tigers back in the game, as we said before, when, when Wakem came on, uh, Brooks gets a try, and then obviously they score another two tries after that, making the margin only by two, oh, four points, sorry. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, the Dogs gave the Tigers golden opportunities after that, and they'd already given up. So I think that's what lost the Tigers the game. As we said, the lack of discipline, the lack of urgency, uh, you know, just not bothered to come back in this game as well. Uh, I think that's what really hurt them. Okay, now we'll go on to the Raiders v. the Sharks, the last game uh, of the Sunday of round three as well. Um, literally just watched this one. I'm recording this on Sunday. Uh, so literally just watched this one. Now, uh, I was very impressed with the Raiders, super impressed, particularly with a shark side where Trindle was going all right, he was sort of turning himself into that organising half um, in this team as well. His kicking game was fantastic, uh, obviously, in the two weeks prior. But coming into this game, the Raiders sort of had an agenda. They knew that he was uh, really good in his kicking game, and, and that's where he sort of beat sides over the past two weeks. So they sort of came in with that agenda of, right, we need to shut down Trindle in this game if we want to get up. Uh, and they came in with that defensive mentality, and, and they did. They shut him down for most of that game. There was only little glimpses for me where Trindle looked quite dangerous. Other than that, the Raiders' defense was outstanding. Uh, look, it, to sum up the entire game, pretty much, it was a super fast-paced game of footy. Uh, but the Sharks sort of had the momentum in the first half as well, I would say. Raiders, for me, only had some glimpses where you know they were scoring tries, and that's when they got in front. But for me, the Sharks, they looked quite good in this game. I think what let them down, again, was that discipline and, and some errors. And, and it was way less than what the Tigers had in the previous game. We talk about ill-discipline. Uh, the Sharks definitely weren't ill-disciplined. It was just some silly errors, some silly mistakes at the back end of the game that really let them down in this one. Other than that, they were fucking smoking. Uh, Will Kennedy was coming into, obviously, having a big week the previous week. He was coming in with some similar form, and he scored a try um, off a kick for himself, and then, obviously, set one up um, for um, Ronaldo Molotalo, who sort of helped him with that first try as well. 
That left-hand combination is fucking insane. I think that is going to be super dangerous going into the next few weeks. Whoever's got the Sharks needs to look out because they'll come in hungry going into this week. Uh, knowing Craig Fitzgibbon, they will come in hungry. Uh, Nico Hines will be back as well, reportedly. So that is going to be a big in for the Sharkies. They're going to come in hungry in this game, uh, in the next game, sorry. And um, yeah, they'll be super dangerous with that left-hand combination there of obviously Kennedy and Mulatalo. Um, but yeah, look, it was a tight, fast game of football in attack. It's super tight uh, and super fast. Uh, Sione Katoa misread in defense, and obviously Whiten throws a beautiful ball, uh, apparently forward. But, you know, um, I think that it was okay for me. I thought it was quite flat, if anything. Um, but yeah, no, it was a beautiful ball by Whiten to Hopawadi for that try. Um, really good read there by Whiten, obviously. Uh, Sione Katoa, he's turned his body inwards in, in, in towards play, uh, sort of ran in for the center. Uh, Whiten saw that and he obviously passed out wide to the to his winger uh, in Albert Hopawadi for the try. So awesome stuff there. Um, Whiten himself just looked so dangerous throughout this game, not only in attack, but in defense as well. And he was the voice in this side, in the number six jersey. He was really the voice, uh, you know, ordering his trips around. And I really love that from Whiten. He's one of those guys as well, the fucking big moment guys that just rallies up the troops and really, you know, puts in 150% to get a win. Um, he's one of those guys, he, he really, he's one of my favorite players for sure, but he looked dangerous throughout this entire game. Uh, you know, quick play the ball from Kafusi, uh, Oregon Kafusi, he definitely looked a lot better in this game than he did in previous weeks, obviously with a few errors up his sleeve. Came into this game quite disciplined, um, and he was awesome. Some quick play the balls, particularly in this set, uh, for Moylan and then Kennedy, obviously to kick to Bernardo Molotalo for that try, uh, leveled the score there with the Raiders. Uh, yeah, and as I said, that Molotalo-Kennedy combo is going to be fucking dangerous. It was superb tonight. Obviously tonight, as I said, I'm recording on Sunday. Um, Timiko scores and grabs a handy lead with slick footwork. Um, yeah, Matt Timiko as well. I thought he was superb in this game as well. And, and as I said, we talked about effort areas uh, for, for these sides. I mean, the Raiders, they had some guys. They have these guys in their team. Um, Timiko, Jack White, and especially even, I would say to some extent, Jamal Fogarty as well with his kicking game. Uh, they just have those guys that really put in 110%. I would say Hudson Young as well uh, in attack and defense uh, to get wins. They, they've just got those certain guys, and I think that they've got a few of them at Miss Raiders outfit as well. And that's a very Ricky Stewart, I'm um, sorry, a very Ricky Stewart mentality um, to have those guys, those mongrels in your team. And uh, I think that's what got the Raiders the win. It was just a fucking grind, uh, toward, toward, especially towards the back end of that game. Raiders really ground, uh, grinded out the win with some tough defense and some really fast, slick attack. Um, he did put his side in front, Whiten, uh, with his football and just the way he carried the football as well. Uh, yeah, just his footwork and all of the aspects of Whiten's game we know and love. He was outstanding. Um, Will Kennedy kicking game as well. Uh, just the grubbers and some of the kicks that he made in this game were superb. Uh, but look, as I said, I mean, it had to be superb from Kennedy because they really made an effort to shut Trindle down in this one. Um, Sharks had key moments, but they were shut down by the Raiders' defense, especially towards the end of the second half. Uh, yeah, Raiders grind win through tough defense. Raiders, they sh shut down Trindle in this game, and that's what won them the game. That is what won them the game. And I think also, in terms of the Sharks, 
Um, having two running 5.8s in the halves, I think Trindle, um, for me, is a running 5.8, not a halfback. I mean, his kicking game is fantastic, and that's a big asset. That's one um, the Sharkies the game over the past two weeks, being a stand-in. But, you know, in all fairness, I think that Trindle is a running six. I think that so is Moylan, and I think that obviously having uh, Hines out is also a big factor in this game because once they, um, you know, obviously we said before, Trindle was sort of molding himself into that game manager uh, over the past few weeks, but obviously once they shut that aspect of his game down, he sort of went back to old habits, that running style of play, which Moylan already has, uh, and I think that was a bit... Uh, a bit of a disadvantage for them in this game. And we know uh, Jamal Fogarty is a managing um, uh, managing halfback. We know that. We've seen that. He's developed into that at the Raiders as well. Um, and, yeah, and he had a big he had a big game in this one too, Jamal Fogarty. Him and Jack Whiten looked great. Um, but yeah, look, a grindy win by the Raiders. Tough defense. Corey Horsburgh scoring two tries as well. The big fella, the raging ranger. Uh, we love to see some raging rangers scoring tries. Um, but yeah, look, how good was that? Corey Horsburgh, two tries, uh, and Raiders a really, really strong game in this one. To grind out a win against the Cronulla Sharks. Super keen for round four, guys, but that was the in your entirety, uh, the round three review. Cheers. One.